Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. With the lights out, it's let's dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us. That is the opening of what song? And welcome to another digital citizen. Luke, hi. Hi, for hi, everybody. How's it going? Hi. You know that song? Uh, it's Nirvana. Uh, smells like mm-hmm. Teen Spirit, I believe. That is ten points, my dear friend. I'm good at song things. Yeah. Uh, last week wasn't that planned. This week I was like, okay, which song should I? <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of fits in with things we're going to talk about. So I, yeah. If only this was a top forty station in like the 1990s, I would have won tickets to the next Seether show C- coming to the local <laughs> venue in your local area near you yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i'm fro i think i am from norway uh this week as well uh his name is luke uh he's from the united states of america we do appreciate if you share this podcast that you're listening to uh, we don't ask for money, we don't really ask for fame, other than sometimes, and I really want somebody to notice me. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, I was thinking about it this week, uh, to, uh, to talk about something kind of, uh, to, uh, how hard it would be to be a celebrity. I'm kind of happy that I'm not a celebrity, but I, I also would like the benefits of it without paying for it. Okay. I... Like free stuff sent in the mail. Oh, yeah, and, that. Right. Yeah. People trying to lick your ass. I would like someone to, like, Totally go, oh my god, it's Fro. Oh, I love him. He's so good. That's great until you have the paparazzi, like, you're you're just right. trying to get, like, a thing of like milk or some eggs, right? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love the positive things about being a, a celebrity. I would not, like... Paparazzi. Do you ever see uh, that Mel Gibson? Uh, it wasn't with Mel Gibson. It was produced by my by Mel Gibson. Uh, called Paparazzi. I don't remember who was the lead. Uh, uh, Jeez, no. His wife. Who's his wife? No. Oh, well, there was this why uh, guy. I don't remember who is the lead. He, he uh, she gets killed. In the accident, and he goes on a killing spree of paparazzi uh, people. Have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't. I don't think so. It, it is. Fr- 
from the 90s uh, somewhere and it's produced by Mel Gibson. He made it he made it uh, 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 right after he he was taking like pictures off. I remember I remember the the accident and things like that. Uh, it's a terrible terrible movie. Uh, it has Cole Hauser. <laughs> oh, it has Mel Gibson in it. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was in it or not. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember this movie whatsoever. No. Cole Hauser. Came out in two- my favorite actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it came out in two thousand and four. So. Yeah, go and watch that movie. It has a raving seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, I I definitely thing. saw this week in TV and movies. I went the spectrum. I saw some of the worst and best TV and movies I've seen of all year this week. I think. <laughs> oh, definitely, and I definitely saw some of the best and worst things with you at the same time in the same program. So yeah, that's true. That yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, GC, as we call her, um, GC Max, um, that's her rapper name. Coming <laughs> to the stage, GC Max. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yo. Uh, she tried to plead you're in the arrest and had a phone wrapped in foil. Just uh, like Maxwell ignored the FBI agent's orders during her arrest on sex trafficking charges. Prosecutors said Monday they urged the U.S. judge to deny deny her bail request as well. Uh, Through a window, agents saw the defendant ignoring the directions to open the door, and instead she tried to flee into another room in the house, quickly shutting the door behind her. Uh, The allegation was made in response to Maxwell's lawyer. Uh, They're trying to get... They were trying to get a, a bond... Of five million dollars yesterday. Right. From, uh, Maxwell is accused of grooming and recruiting minors to travel and engage in sex acts with Jeffrey Epstein, who killed himself in prison last year. <coughs> uh, her defense team said she vigorously denies the charges. She vigorously denies. Maybe that is why she uh, pleads not guilty in the Epstein-related sex abuse case. I am not very surprised by that. Uh, two Epstein uh, accusers implored the judge to keep the British socialite detained after she pleaded not guilty to the charges during a video c- court hearing in Manhattan, U.S. District Judge Alison J. Nathan uh, said even though the most uh, restrictive form of release would be in f- uh, infusion t- to ensure that Maxwell would not be f- uh, flee be- particular now that sh- uh, she knows a conviction could result up to 35 years in prison. So... It says she will m- remain behind bars until trial, until after trial, uh, because she was denied bail Tuesday, as a risk of a flee, uh, as a risk of fleeing, uh, U.S. District Judge J. J. Allison J. Nathan said even the most restrictive form of release would be insufficient. 
As the judge explained her reasoning for denying bail, Maxwell dropped her head repeatedly, appearing dejected. At one one point, uh, she appeared to wipe a tear from underneath her eye. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think she's probably sad that she got caught. I don't think she has every any other emotion, to be completely honest with you. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot to go into here. First of all, the whole I, the whole thing of her getting arrested, which we just covered, and mm-hmm. fleeing into to another room and not opening the door. When we had covered this last week in the articles we read last week. It said that they arrested her with no incident. There was no, like, they just, they went to her house, and she was just like, hey, you're here now, arrest me. That's what we had read last week in, in all these articles. And this week we're seeing, it wasn't so close, it wasn't so cl- uh, clean cut as they showed up and she just went in into the police car and they took her away. She tried to flee into another room. There were security guards, uh, personal security she had hired that were surrounding the mansion, Fro. Did you hear this? Mm. No. Uh, These personal security guards were former royal guards from the British Intelligence Service. Fro. Mm. Connecting it back to the royal family obviously connecting it back to Prince Andrew. Uh, The people who were guarding her house were private security. They were former, I'm going to say that, former British intelligence. But, I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, when it uh, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, and looks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Uh, She also... Last week we had talked about her. How did she buy this house? Um, it, mm-hmm. She actually posed as a reporter with a fake name to buy this mm-hmm. house from. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she was a report, a report, like a famous reporter from another country, and that uh, mm-hmm. she needed a place to get away and hide hide away because she was being attacked as a reporter, and that's how she was able to buy this house. The other thing she told the courts is that she was she didn't own the house. The house was owned by the company last week we told you about that bought the house and she was just staying there. She didn't actually own the house. Does it really matter? Uh in a court case it does because uh that that means there could be an, oh, accom- be- an accomplice who was oh, yeah. who was paying mm-hmm. for her for a place to stay which would be an accomplice, right. meaning they were hiding her, right? And if you remember, the person, or the company, last week that we found out had bought this house was a company who was run by a lawyer in Chicago, and this lawyer in Chicago right. we haven't heard anything about since, so. And also, I think they can take a bond in her house, or something like that as well. Say that again? Or... You can take bond in someone's house. I don't know what that. Rule? I don't know what that means. That oh, that you you if if uh, they are suing you for money, they can uh, take money out of the uh, selling the the house if if it has. I don't really think that's an issue right now because nobody's suing her, so I don't yeah. know why that would be a thing. 
she has Wouldn't, she has a Swiss yeah, bank account yeah. with about two million dollars in it. She has other random bank accounts uh, with money in them around the world. This is one of the reasons the judge said she's a flight risk is because she just has right. random Swiss bank accounts that, and she has a passport. She has three passports to three different countries. One of the countries she has a passport to has non-extradition, meaning if she was to run away and go to that country, uh, the United right. States wouldn't be able to extradite her. So there's a million reasons to not allow her bail. And I, I think it, it's totally legitimate. I'm going to guess that uh, she also has some <laughs> accounts in the Caymans and around the world. And, and that's that's the problem when when people get too rich. It's like uh, uh, having money all over the world. Well, not only that, I mean, also, I, we know that she's been traveling around being hidden by other very rich, famous people, probably, around right. the world, so... Um, if she, my guess is if they would have given her bail and she fled, nobody would have ever seen her again. Oh, totally. She would go dark or, or she would be uh, killed by someone or something or both. Right. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I, I just, I, I just find this whole situation extremely interesting and I think it is one of the things that uh, we are definitely going to keep an eye on because uh, I mean uh, Jeffrey Epstein case uh, is one of the most interesting cases we have had in maybe many many years because it has so many ramifications around the world it's not only America, it's all uh, also the UK and things like that. Well, not only that, especially for this story, last week, us reading in at least the US papers that uh, she had been arrested without incident, and then we see the very next week that, uh, well, wait a second, there happened to be British former British military guarding her... Mm -hmm. Uh, compound her her mansion uh, and she right. ran away and didn't open the door when police showed up that doesn't sound like without incident to me so what were these <laughs> newspapers right. reporting on right uh, uh, hey uh, talking about uh, people that shouldn't get a lot of money um, the Catholic Church uh, it lobbied for taxpayer funds and now gets 1.4 billion freaking dollars because they really, really, really need those money, Luke. The Roman Catholic Church used a special and unprecedented exemption from federal rules to amass uh, at least, at least 1.4 billion dollars yeah. in coronavirus aid, with millions going to dioceses that have paid huge paid huge settlements and sought bankruptcy protection because of sexual abuse cover-ups in the clergy from. So the, a lot of this money is going to settlements of sexual abuse. Right. Yep. The church hall may have received or even exceeded $3.5 billion 
making the global yep. religious institution with more than a billion followers among the biggest winners in the U.S. government's pandemic relief efforts, the Associated Press analysis of federal data found this week. Houses of worship and faith-based organizations that promote religious beliefs aren't usually eligible for money in the U.S. Small Business, Small Business Administration. Wasn't that the thing that uh, Linda McMahon was running there for a little yes. while? Yeah, okay. Yes, it was, yes. But the economy plummeted and jobless rates soared. Congress left faith, let faith groups and other nonprofits uh, into the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, mm-hmm. So... That's how they ended up getting in there. I mean, aren't you extremely happy that your uh, tax taxpayer money is going to pedophiles? I mean, that's that's what you work for is getting pedophiles' money. Yeah, I mean, it's it is one of the most atrocious things I have ever seen, and I'm I think it it is so abysmal, and it makes me fumingly angry. Those QAnon people were pretty wrong, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. There there is some positive things about this. (laughs) But yeah, no, but in all all seriousness, it's just like, I I think it is so sad to see this reported because uh, it is, uh, like I said, it is hard-earned tax money and it's like, giving it to one of the richest churches in the world and they again using it on districts that get closed because of pedophilia is like uh it's an extra uh fist in the face if you ask me yeah I, well remember what was the church um notre remember when notre dame burned down notre dame yeah yeah everybody was mad that the church got money then because it seemed mm-hmm. like, hey, why are we re- rebuilding this old building uh, when we could be giving back to the people who were, at that mm-hmm. time, if you remember, protesting in the streets for inequality? Yeah. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. This was before coronavirus, by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way. Uh, and now this is even more egregious, in my mind, to give them money oh, yeah. for basically nothing. Where, at, In that sense, okay, there was a building, it got burned down, it needed to get fixed, maybe. I don't think it necessarily needed to get fixed, but in this case, they just got money for being horrible people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's amazing how, how things work. Uh, like I said... Uh, we should be like L. Ron Hubbard and just start our own religion at this uh, place. The only thing that is that I don't have the scruples that he did, so I can't do it, I guess. It says here, even without full accounting, the Associated Press analysis places the Catholic Church among the major, major beneficiaries of the Paytech Protection Program, which has also helped companies uh, backed by celebrities, billionaires, state governors and members of Congress. The program was open to mm-hmm. all religious groups, and may, many took advantage. Uh, evangelical advisors to Donald Trump, including the White House spiritual advisor and czar, Paula White Kane, also received loans. Uh, again, things that I find moderately stupid. This is... Uh, <coughs> This is the week of stupid things in in our uh, news uh, segment. Uh, UK uh, to purge Huawei 
Is that how you say it? Uai? That's how I say it, yeah. Uai. Um, from 5G uh, by the end of 2027, signing with Trump over China. Um, Prime Minister Boris Johnson ordered Huawei equipment to be purged completely from Britain's 5G network of the end of uh, 2027, risking the ire of <coughs> China by uh, signaling all the world's biggest telecom equipment maker not welcome in the West. Uh, as uh, the Britain uh, prepares to cast off the, from the European uh, Union fears of uh, security of Hawaii has forced Johnson to choose between global rivals, uh, the United States and China. Uh, he has been under intense pressure from the US President Donald Trump, uh, while Beijing has warned London, uh, which uh, sought off to court uh, China in the certain in recent years that billions in investment will be a, at risk if they sided with Washington. So they were in, uh, yeah, they were between a hard rock and a, a fireplace. Well, the, what after Brexit, yeah. um, the European Union was saying we're not going to trade with you. Your country is going right. to go into shambles. Nothing's going to happen right. because. Uh, you got out of the European Union, so Johnson yeah. went. Okay, well, let me talk to China, and they they went over there, and Hawaii said, "Oh, we'll move some factories to your country, and that'll help with your economy." And it seems like the United States and the EU were not happy about that. Right. No, I, I, uh, it is kind of it goes together with the the TikTok thing that we talked about last week. The Red Scare. Uh, right. The Red Scare. It is here. It's very clear. Get used to it. It also goes... I'm sure there's a lot of uh, 5G conspiracy theorists in England that are super happy about this, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I, I just find it, again, a very stupid decision from very stupid people for a very stupid reason. Right. <laughs> Here more, more or less. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, that's more or less the case, I said. Here in Oregon, in Portland, uh, they're still protesting over everything that's happened in the last few months, I guess, including the George Floyd murder. Mm. Um... Two days after federal law enforcement officers shot an unarmed protester in the head, uh, President Donald Trump lauded officers currently deployed in Portland, Oregon. His comments were part of a growing conflict between the city, state, and federal officials over the presence of federal law enforcement in Portland, Oregon, and the ongoing protests. Uh, overall, Trump said he was pleased with the federal response. He did not express... He did not address the use of impact munitions that left one Portland protester in need of facial reconstructive surgery. Saturday night, a federal officer shot a crowd control device and severely injured a person who was standing across from the federal courthouse. Uh, Democratic Senator Ron Wyden said Monday in Portland that the president has a dangerous fixation with strong-arming peaceful protesters. 
So have you uh, seen any of this? Are you near these protesters? <clears throat> no, but this is big news here as far as... Um, these are federal law enforcement officers. We're talking about, like... We're not talking about local law enforcement. The problem is these people aren't... Right. There's no accountability by the state to these law enforcement people who are attacking local people. So even the local officials, the people in the local police, uh, are like our uh, senators and things like that are going, where's the accountability for these people who are shooting our constituents? Right. It's, it says here, Department of Homeland Security, so that's who these people are, were sent to Portland after the president issued an executive order in late June protecting statues from. Hmm. So the whole statue thing has turned into being able to allow Trump to send Homeland Security, which is usually used for... Uh, Things outside of America? Homeland Security is supposed to be protecting Americans from outside forces, but now Homeland Security under Trump is being used to attack it, Americans. Homeland Security is securing its own people at this point. Hmm. Okay. Wow. I don't really know what to say. I, uh, that, that feels atrocious. It says here, Senator... Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley and Oregon reps Earl Blumenhauer and Suzanne Bonshemi uh, sent a letter on Tuesday to Attorney General Bill Barr and Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Chad Wolf expressing their outrage over way they, what they see as a lack of co coordination between various federal agencies and their illegal use of force. Uh, we unequivocally condemn such acts of violence and any effort to target, attack, or silence those who are peacefully exercising their First Amendment r rights, the letter reads. Mm. So, uh, how many people are, is this affecting, do you know? Uh, well, it's just the protesters in Portland right now, but that does not mean if there were protests somewhere else that... Right. They couldn't bring in Homeland Security. I'm sure they're bringing in Homeland Security into other places as well. That was what I was thinking, because uh, if they're opening up for doing this one place, what's holding them back? I bet uh, they are. I bet they are. We're just right. not hearing about it. Right. Right. That is so scary. That is so freaking scary. It's not even, this is not even the worst I, part. It says here, uh, they've also requested details about how how undercover officers are being used in protest responses around the country. Recently filed, we've talked about undercover officers in the past. Uh, recently filed court documents show federal officers have focused in part on protesters who use laser pointers. Fro. Several people have been arrested mm. in July and charged with assault on federal officers for using laser pointers from other law enforcement officers stationed at federal courthouses. According to documents, federal agencies have at times used plainclothes officers in the crowd to track down people using laser pointers. Federal officers noticed a protester pointing a laser pointer three or four times 
for a period of five to ten seconds and the subject moved around, the agent located uh, the person from a seventh floor federal courthouse, tracked the laser of the unknown person. The agent used binoculars to see the person on the ground, then took photos of the person, sent the photos to uh, photos and description to a plain closed officer in the crowd. Uh, court documents state the protester was then charged with assault on federal officers for having a laser pointer yes that is yep that is just atrocious do you remember do you know i had so many laser pointers when i was approximately 13 to 16 somewhere. I had so many of them. And uh, my, I remember uh, my mom always said like, oh, don't point it in your eye, you will go blind. Things like that. Right. It, and I remember them being red and there was a lot of them in the cinemas and the cinemas were like, oh, you can't use it in the cinema. But people were like pointing dicks and things like that. Well, you know what this is all coming from, right? No. Oh, okay. Well, this is a tactic that has been used. The green laser pointers is a tactic that was used in Hong Kong. It was used in Palestine, uh, Tehran, uh, Egypt, uh, uh, against lots of different things, but including helicopters flying overhead um, where they would shoot. Let's say there was 20 people with laser pointers and they all shoot them right up into the window into the cockpit of a helicopter well that pilot is not going to be happy and not going to be able to see very well and they're going to have to fly away uh so this they're treating americans like they would you know any other protest in any any other country i guess so it's not that crazy oh here here we go here's a picture of the hong kong protests i sent it in the chat of the laser pointers in the hong kong protests Wow. And that's like a picture from a helicopter. So you can see all these people like right. shooting yeah. the laser pointers at the helicopter. Yeah. It looks like a rave. <laughs> it does kind of look like a rave, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In other... Oh, guess uh, this has a red line now. Oh my god, this is too stupid to be true story. Uh, you know, Roger Stone. Um... He was in federal face, uh, uh, prison for two seconds. Uh, guess what? Uh, Trump uh, had a clemency order. Yay! Right. Uh, Roger Stone, uh, longtime ally of Donald Trump, uh, mm-hmm. was commuted from his pres- prison sentence last week. Um... The clemency order shows that this includes commuting of a $20,000 fine and the two-year term of supervised release. It does not, however, uh, get rid of his criminal record, Fro. Right. But nobody cares about that because he's Roger Stone. Right. This is a guy who has, like, a Richard Nixon tattoo on his back. Yes. Right. Uh... He'd... And if uh, anybody wants to see what an asshole is, go and watch the movie Get Me Roger Stone. It says he... It was liter. 
were literally hours away from being sent to prison in violation of current Bureau of Prisons DOJ policies, uh, he said in his first TV appearance Friday. He added, I'm 67 years old and have a lifelong problem with respiratory issues. Uh, so he was worried he was going to go to prison where there was going to be COVID-19, uh, and that he was right. going to die in there. That was another thing actually that just Lane Maxwell was trying to get off on. <laughs> she was, she was saying, I don't want to go to prison because of COVID. Right. Yeah. You should have thought about that before you took children and fucking asshole. So oh, yeah, Roger Stone, by the way. Roger Stone is, here's the thing about Roger Stone. He's a liar. Uh, oh yeah, a huge liar. Yep. Uh, he was found guilty of this of lying to the House Intelligence Committee about mm -hmm. his attempts to contact WikiLeaks, the website that yep. released damaging emails about Hillary Clinton. Yep. Uh, it says his attempt to contact WikiLeaks. The thing that has been kind of circulating this week in the mainstream news is that. He did contact WikiLeaks, which we know was not true. He he attempted yeah. to contact WikiLeaks. He told people, including people like Alex Jones and Donald Trump, that he was in contact with WikiLeaks. But guess what? He's a liar, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Is yeah, all this whole RussiaGate thing was uh was connected by Ro the fact that Roger Stone was connected through WikiLeaks through another reporter. That reporter has said that he didn't have contact with WikiLeaks and that Roger Stone didn't have contact with WikiLeaks. He even said that under oath. Uh, and it's still being reported that Roger Stone was connected to WikiLeaks, even though he never was. It says here the U.S. Intelligent official, intelligence officials have concluded the messages were stolen by Russian hackers. Ah, wow. It was the Russians. Yeah, Roger so <laughs> it's always the Russians. I feel I feel uh, like he's one of the uh, biggest internet trolls out there. And I I I saw this picture of him like uh, coming out of prison with like a free Roger Stone mask mm -hmm. yeah. in front of a lot of people that are not wearing a fucking mask. If you look at that picture from the fucking BBC, you see him coming out with a mask and at least like 10, 15 people around him. And what are in a, in a big crowd and none of them are wearing a mask. Right. <sighs> and he's got a shirt that says Roger Stone did nothing wrong. Um, right. Which, I mean, I would say he did. Here's the problem. <laughs> He didn't do what they said that he right. He did. did. He did. Did he do anything right. wrong? Yes, he's a liar. Yeah, like we said, he lied, and he lied about things that were um, important enough that he was trying to make himself look important to other people, trying to make himself look more uh, important than he actually was, and in lying, he actually probably hurt the people who he was trying to impress more than uh, he meant to, I guess. Uh, in other Trump news, Melina Trump this week uh, 
Uh, we talked about her sculpture in Slovenia before. Uh, a statue that does not look anything like Melina Trump did. I remember talking about this. Uh, guess what? It was turned on fire! But we didn't start a fire. A quirky wooden sculpture of the first lady, Melana Trump, is reported to have been set fire near her hometown in Slovenia, uh, prompting its removal. Uh, Brad Downey, the American artist who commissioned the statue, said it was targeted on the 4th of July. Uh, the Berlin-based artist arranged for the charred statue to be removed the next day. Police told Reuters uh, that they had launched an investigation. The White House has not immediately responded for a request, uh, comment for request, a request for comment, sorry. Uh, the sculpture of Mrs. Trump, which could be described as bearing a crude likeness of the First Lady, was carved out of a tree trunk on the outskirts of her hometown in central Slovenia. Again, it looks nothing like her at all. Yeah, maybe they just burned it down because it's a horrible statue. Maybe maybe it has nothing to do with politics at all. Maybe they just saw this and went, that is a shit statue. That needs to go. <laughs> it is a shit statue, though. It really is. So, uh, do you like roller coasters? Uh... Not really, actually. Like, I like them once I'm on them, but the worst part of a roller coaster is waiting in line f to get on the roller coaster. I love roller coasters. Look, I, it is one of, one of my favorite things. And you have uh, found me a video of a roller coaster ride. Oh, what is special about this? Well, it seems they've opened up some theme parks in Japan from. That's, mm -hmm. I guess, where we should start. Uh, and these theme parks, obviously, um, are going to have to deal with COVID-19 outbreak that, that we're having right now, or the COVID-19 that's going on right now, right? Yes. So th this theme park uh, in Japan is telling people not... When they're on a roller coaster, don't you got to be really serious. You can't be screaming and spraying spit in the people's faces behind you and everything else. Does that make sense? Okay. So yes. they've asked riders to avoid screaming when they go on the roller coasters to minimize the spread of COVID-19. <clears throat> mm -hmm. It says th they've been telling people, uh, put on a serious face. They're encouraging people to play along. Uh, they can share their photo online at hashtag keep a serious face challenge and the person with the best picture is going to be given free day passes okay so this is a video of the ceo of this amusement park doing the hashtag uh, serious face challenge from okay cool let's see this okay in three two one play Fulver, okay. and a lot of Japanese writing, okay. I think the guy on the left with the bow tie is the CEO. The other guy, I think, owns the company, bro. Okay. So the the guy on the left is the CEO of the, uh, the park, and then the other guy is the guy who owns the company who owns the park. Okay, they're on All a right. roller coaster. They're very serious right now. 
At least we get to see this park. Yeah, it definitely seems like the park is still closed, because I don't see a lot of people in the park behind them. No, I I see them too, and that's the only two people we are watching, so... He's blinking a lot, the one on the right. That's for sure. And when I say he's blinking a lot, I mean really, really a lot. Well, he's, you know, it's not a roller coaster getting wind in your eyes. They're they're really high up now. They're, they're still going up the, like, high part of the roller coaster right now. Okay. Now that I see how high this is, I would have problems because... Guess what? I'm very afraid of heights. I think maybe we have talked about this before. Why is it still going up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, there's the city behind okay. them. Oh. Okay. So this is the part where you would usually get ready to scream, but these two guys are very serious. They're very composed. And on we go. Gotta adjust the mask. Oh, mask, 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 bourbon. Okay. Yeehaw. It's very beautiful there, I have to say that. We're getting a very, like, good view of... ...the park, at least. <laughs> these guys, it's, the it's like this very exciting roller coaster, and these guys are just trying to be as serious as possible. <laughs> okay, that, this is funny, because... When they turn to side to side, it looks like they are at least like, uh, you know those tests, test dummies in cars? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Alright, that's probably yeah. good enough. We can stop right there. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> so yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it's just <laughs> them trying to like be so serious so while they're on this insanely like like scary roller coaster and they're trying to be all super serious about it. Right. And uh, in in the video you can also see the parking lot and the parking lot has like two cars. <laughs> I assume that they were still closed like when this happened and that they right. had opened after they actually filmed the thing, but I could be wrong. Probably. Hey, uh, look, what is uh, Trung going to tell the truth about? Well, he's tired of this bullshit. This is Trump where Trump tells the truth. What is real and what is not? Well, I don't know anymore. Yes, I do know. But I have to be more cautious than I used to be. Before I could see a joke on Onion and I thought like, hmm, this bullshit. But it's funny bullshit. Now it's like I see things like the Onion and I said, is this true or not? Why do I say that? Because I have to talk about the United States once again. A lot of people I know say, like, we don't watch American news anymore. It's just a fucking freak show. It's like comedy. But more, need more focus on what we have to do ourselves. Because that won't happen. It's how come a travel ban now in Europe. A travel ban against people from the United States. 
you might call us anything you want. I know what the right in the United States will say, like Europe are communist and against freedom and so on, and, and we owe you this and we owe you that, blah, 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 blah. Like, like you say every time we say things against you. But for the first time in history, and I can, I can see, you Americans are not allowed into Europe. Wow. And it's very easy because people are along with it, even people from the left and to the right. That's very funny, isn't it? People from the left and to the right can be agreeing about something in, here in Europe, especially here in Norway. We don't ask whether a mask is good for you or not. We know because scientists says. That's not what happened in your country. When people come with conspiracy about, a, about an expert from in the White House, an expert who was not hired by Obama, not hired by Clinton. He was hired by the fucking Ronald Reagan. Yes, and he stayed in the White House since Ronald Reagan, and he got the Medal of Freedom from Bush Jr. It's not for the left. He's a fucking scientist. You should always have, like, critical thinking, ask questions and everything. It's like when you're a student, you should ask your professor questions if you want wonder some strange answers. But... This is in fucking insane. Kennedy asked that, don't ask what, you, what country can do for you, but you can do for a country. We're not asking you to go to war. We're not asking you to take up arms. We're not even asking you to pay more taxes. We ask you to wear a fucking mask. Yeah. White uh, Prince uh, says that, like, oh, I'm not wearing a mask, and if you're not okay with that, stay at home. Okay. I'm drinking a lot of liquor and fucking sitting in the car and driving. If you don't like that, stay the fucking home. Sometimes you can say to people, do that, because it's, it's common good. In this situation, you're not suffering. You're not at all. You're wearing a fucking mask. We don't ask you to do a lot. Wear a fucking mask. It's like, stay home. Take care. Do something for your fellow man. It's not fucking like we ask you to walk on Jesus Christ to fire. This is the worst bullshit I ever have. If you continue to keep that way, Americans will still not be allowed to Europe. Well, somebody does. And those are the people who will apply for green cards in Europe and come here to live and work here. And if you people on the right keep on acting like assholes, there are going to be a lot of new countrymen in my country from your country very soon. Well, you don't like them? Well, we will love to have them. This was Tron Tron. Tell us the truth. Thank you, Tron. Hey, I have heard some rumors that we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. At Podcast ADC, that's at Podcast ADC. We are part of Pod All the Time Network. What is that, Luke? Uh, podcast Helping Podcast, Pod All the Time Network, at Pod All the Time PN. We are part of ten other podcasts, or nine other podcasts. Uh, with us, it's ten, I guess. One of the right, other podcasts so. in our group, The Suburban Folk, a podcast discussing travel, finance, health, and parenting. Uh, at Suburban Folk. Uh, this is a podcast for 30 to 40-somethings living in suburbia from. And you can find them and other podcasts at all, 
at the Pod All the Time Network. Yeah, uh, we we are one of the founding fathers of that network. Yes, uh, we are definitely. I think we're in the first two. We're the first two podcasts. Yeah. 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 So it will be fun when we are uh, six thousand. Uh, <laughs> hey, you can see us on Facebook as well. That's another digital citizen on uh, Facebook. And when I say we, I mean really Luke. Uh, <laughs> but we we are on Facebook because Luke is there. Uh, but, but if you want to message us there and you want to tell something to throw, post it under mm-hmm. this show and we'll talk about it on the next show. Something posted on last show, underneath last show that we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, it says here, oh, this is from Jeremy. The Bon Appetit mm. videos on Hulu, Fro, which I talked about last week in the TV round. Right. Uh, which I believe it was called Reverse Engineering is the name of the right. show. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Bon Appetit videos on Hulu are just recycled from the Bon Appetit YouTube channel. I followed them up until they were canceled when their entire video staff quit or went on strike due to racism in the company's pay scale and practices. Okay. Uh, so this wasn't actually, I guess they just, Hulu just took the videos off of the YouTube channel and put them up as a TV show. My guess is that these videos were, even before they went on YouTube, were designed to be a TV show just by the length they're all about 26 mm. minutes, their exact length you would want them to be if you were going to have a 30-minute show with commercials. Uh, mm-hmm. So my guess is when they went on YouTube, they were supposed to be uh, on TV, and they never went to TV, and then Hulu picked them up off of YouTube. But that is very interesting, especially mm. everything, their entire staff was canceled uh, and went on strike due to racism. Did you hear about this? Bon Appetit? No. 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 I didn't hear about this at all. I'm very glad that you brought us to our attention. Well, the most important thing is this: this these videos on YouTube uh, predate 2020. So, as far as this show goes, I can't count it as a show in my end of the year shows. Yeah. No, you can. You can because uh, we don't count. Well, no, I don't think because the videos existed before 2020. So. Well, I could make a video. Well, okay. Yeah, it's a weird middle place, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Big Brother Canada, uh, season nine is announced. Uh, Arisha Cox is named the executive producer. Which I think is very good. She's been the host since season one. Um, And I guess she's never been a producer. Now she's become a producer, which... It's not unusual for these shows, like a host, Big Brother, like US, I believe, uh, the host of Big Brother US is a producer, and Emma Willis was a producer of UK when it existed, so this is not Mm. unusual. Uh, It says Big Brother Canada will be back for a ninth season in spring 2001, after it abruptly ended uh, season eight uh, due to the coronavirus, which was like... Probably one of the biggest events in Big Brother history around yeah. the world, probably. I'm going to predict that at least one or two will be back from season eight. I'm still wondering if this is even going to happen. It says 
uh, they announced Monday that the series would be returning at an unspecified date. So, right. Yeah. That means absolutely nothing. So, the Pika! That's how you, you need to say uh, the name, by the way. Peacock! <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think that's what peacocks yes. sound like, but that's fine. Peacock! Have, have, you, have you ever met the peacock? Yes. I've told you the story about when I was a kid and my neighbors had peacocks, remember? Well, yes. Yes, I, I do remember. They sound more like... So what? That's what they sound like. <laughs> so, it's peacock! Yeah, there you go. This is like... Okay. Uh, Peacock uh, enters streaming fray with paid free uh, the subscriptions. What is this all about? Amid a stubborn industry-wide production halt uh, forced by coronavirus, Peacock subscribers uh, have to wait for the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, uh, a podcast-based Doctor Death, uh, and the reboot of Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. Uh, the nine new programs will will be. Re Oh, nine new programs, though, will be released on Peacock launch day today, Wednesday, when we're recording this, it should already be out, bolstered by mm. some 20,000 hours of free uh, library content, so old NBC Universal content, 20,000 hours of stuff like Office, Cheers, The Matrix, and this is all for free, but with, like, uh, ads, obviously. Um, right. Right. For bud budget consciousness, it includes a no-fee option. They say Peacock joins the streaming field that has dramatically expanded uh, with Disney+, Plus, Apple+, Plus, HBO Max, joining an old guard, which includes Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see if they can be. I mean, four ninety nine with ads and nine ninety nine with uh, with ad free. They're doing the thing that we, when we talked about Quibi, when we did it as yes. the main topic, the one thing right. we said is, nobody is going to pay your stupid subscription no. fee, Quibi. <laughs> it doesn't matter how many great actors or how great your shows are, people aren't paying it. So I think Peacock actually figured out, hey, what if we just did a free version, and then once you have people hooked, if they don't want ads, then they can just not have ads, That's because that's how YouTube works. It's already how... Right. It's already how the system on the internet works. So don't try to, like, buck the system. Yeah. Don't reinvent the wheel, as exactly. they say. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that much TV. Uh... Oh, goodness. So I better start, because I saw a lot. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, when I don't... When I say I don't have seen a lot, I think I've seen five shows or something. Right, exactly. Uh, see, I saw eight... So, uh, let me start really quick. It's last week you saw Babysitter's Club. I forced, I did, yeah. forced myself to sit down and watch it because you Why? said yeah. you're probably going to want it uh, for your end of the year list because it could be one of the worst shows of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, okay, I better yeah. check this out. <laughs> the propaganda in this show, Fro, it was <laughs> so thick. It was like a milkshake of propaganda. It was like, you know what I mean? Like, holy crap. Yeah. They really Told spread so. it on. Um, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. There's just um, such an agenda to the show. Um, mm -hmm. And the acting is bad. The dialogue, like, it. it's not necessarily that the actors are bad because they might be good actors, but the dialogue is so stilted and 
cut yeah. out where it's like, um, it seems like the writer wrote a, a paragraph and then somebody came in and dissected that paragraph and made it into a sentence. And then that that's what the show became, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the script okay. was very, very bad. Overall, I give this a three. <laughs> that's very good. I gave it a two last week. So that we're pretty close. Uh, I saw uh, season two of Into In the Dark. I, I always want to see essay Into the Dark. I don't know why. Because that's but, the name uh, of the show. Uh, Into the Dark? No, it's called In the Dark. No, In the Dark is the Hulu movie series, bro. Into the Dark is the CW TV show, if that's what you're thinking. Isn't that called In the Dark? Okay, so Into the Dark is the anthology series, right? Yes. And yes. In the Dark is the and show. Yes. Yes, it's very confusing. Okay, anyway. Uh, I saw uh, season two of In the Dark. Because uh, Luke said to me, hey, you should watch this. Uh, so I did, because I don't dare to not watch things when Luke says, hey, you should watch this. Uh what a fucking amazing season. Uh, and what a fucking amazing end of the season. And how I really, really, really want to say to people, if you don't watch this, you are missing something really, really, really cool. It's a CW show that uh, they have a moderate of bad shows. This is just really, really good. I'm giving this season a nine, and I really, really liked it. Yeah, I thought uh, altogether this season was pretty amazing, and then the finale, they definitely set up for a third season, I would say. Yes. Um, We have this whole new bad guy, because all the bad Mm -hmm. guys from the previous season have basically been taken care of, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but we set up for a whole new bad guy for the next season, um, mm-hmm. and a whole new set of problems for the next season, which they did a good job of at the end of season one as well. Get, like, there was one bad guy, and then they set up the new bad guy, and it feels like this show can be good again for the next season as long as they continue uh, with this line of, uh, this storyline at, at, at least, right? Yeah, and how they picked the bad guy in this season was very intuitive and very good at at the last episode. Right, and the way uh, I I really like the part where uh, the friend comes back right at the last minute, and yes. the way the very first scene you see in the whole season is kind of mm-hmm. of the very last scene of yep. the second to last episode of the season and then the last episode mm. of the season is everything after the f- scene you saw at the very beginning of the season so the editing also is super excellent and very interesting very well done totally. okay I'm going to do two shows so I can get a couple out of the way both on the travel channel from Okay. Uh, the first one's called Believers on the travel channel okay uh, first episode out this week, brand new show. This is a show about go- people who believe in ghosts, all right? Uh, 
Okay. So it they're interviewing somebody who's had like a paranormal experience and then they do like a recreation of it over the person actually uh discussing their paranormal uh encounter, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. got an interview with somebody and then they do an uh they kind of do a recreation of the event. It's a travel channel, discovery channel show. It's so standard, nothing incredible actually pretty poorly done i give it a 3.5 the other show i saw on the travel channel was called hotel paranormal which i don't know if you saw this or not from oh uh, yeah i have yeah this uh, was voiced by dan Aykroyd from yeah um I, w- I was on the Travel Channel site, and I'm wa- I watched a couple, or I watched the first episode of Believers, and they mm-hmm. rec- the next thing they recommended was Hotel Paranormal, of course, because they're very related, <laughs> and I saw Dan Aykroyd right. was in it, and I was like, okay, I gotta see yeah. this. <laughs> uh, this is worse than Believers, actually. <laughs> Believers oh, is yeah. a, the better show on the Travel Channel about ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I give... Definitely. I give... Uh, Hotel Paranormal a one point five. <laughs> wow, really good. Yeah, no, I I remember watching an episode of that and I was like, that is awful. Right, but I like everything. If you're everything gonna watch a Travel Channel, sorry, go ahead. No, I like everything paranormal, and I hated that show. But if you are going to watch a show on Travel Channel about ghosts, I would recommend Believers, mm-hmm. like I said, 3.5, Hotel Paranormal, 1.5. Cool. I saw uh, WWE Undertaker, The Last Ride, Season 1, uh, one and only season, uh, about The Undertaker. Um, this has five episodes. I am a very big Undertaker fan. Uh, uh, he's probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I very much like this documentary television thing. It is very, very, very uh, swear, smeared with WWE propaganda things that I didn't like. Okay. Uh, but but if you kind of look away from that, uh, it's good. There are some episodes that are more interesting than other. Oh, there's episodes. Okay, I thought this was like a special or something. No, it's five episodes. Ah. It's his whole career. It's very long. Uh, But, uh, yeah, no. um, I will give it a 7.5. Oh, that's pretty good. I was not expecting that. Okay. I saw... But again, it's my favorite wrestler, so it's kind of hard to hate. I love when he talks about his career, and he's a very interesting person. Oh, okay. Um, the f- season one finale of Snowpiercer, two-hour, two yes. two-part finale, from. Yes, I saw this as well. Very good. The show altogether is very good. I did not... It's a book, right? No, it's a film. Film, okay. I didn't see the film. So for me, this was like a first, uh, first time seeing the story, I guess. So mm-hmm. comparatively, you've seen both, right? Mm-hmm. I have, how, how do yeah. they compare to each other as far as storyline? Well, are they I'm, the same? Are they different? No, 
they are different, but I'm not a very, like I said before, I'm not a very huge fan of the movie. Right. I think the movie is so-so. I think the television show is so much better. Yeah, this is definitely set up for season two as well. I mean, 100% set oh, yeah. up for a season two. Uh, the, the finale of this is like, it's very good, but at the same time, it makes me go, I wish they would have wrapped it up in a way that just in case there isn't a season two, it wrapped it up. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, right. But they clearly are planning to have a season two. Uh, overall, an eight. I mean, the actors are really good. I yeah. can see this getting some smaller awards. I don't think this is going to get an Emmy or anything like that, but some smaller awards I can see this getting. I I totally agree with your uh, eight. I I think it deserves it. And uh, like I said, I, 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 I like this better than the movie. So if you're a big fan of the movie, I have heard people that are a big fan of uh, the movie that didn't like this television show, so... I guess it depends. I saw uh, Hightown. Uh, I have seen two episodes of that before, uh, but uh, it has this uh, season premiere this uh, week. Uh, or was it last week? I don't really remember. Uh, but uh, I think yeah, it's been a couple weeks, because I've been seeing the commercials for it for a couple weeks now. It's like I've seen the commercials a few times, I just haven't watched it. I you I think you've seen the first uh, episodes, haven't you? I don't think so. Of High Time? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. No. Uh, I I th- I thought you had, uh, but yeah, no. I I really enjoy it. It is uh, a crime show on Amazon, like I said. Uh, I think it's. It, I think they were bought from Stars, if I don't. Uh, yeah, it was from Stars. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, I will give it uh, eight. It's really, really good, and it's about this body that washes ashore and a crime. It's a very good drama crime show. Okay. Yeah. So I saw a not good show. Uh, on Nickelodeon, uh, it was called Unfiltered. This is one of these shows that they clearly made during quarantine because everybody in the show is completely separate and filming themselves on a uh, phone-type camera, right? Right. Uh, so I checked this out. It's But it's a game show. Uh, it says here, Nickelodeon's Unfiltered is a game show where celebrities hide behind hilarious 3D animated characters, bro, and it's up to our panel mm. to ask questions, gather clues, and play games to correctly guess their mystery guest. It's terrible. So it's the masked singer? <laughs> it's uh, 20 questions. You know 20 questions? Yes, but it's the masked singer version no, of Well, con- it's 20 questions, but with the ma- mixed with the masked singer, right. So there's a celebrity, right. and they, but it's very um, trying to be hip with the kids internet show where they're every okay. everything's like got a dog filter so like they'll cut to the person and all of a sudden they'll have dog ears and like a dog nose like it was snapchat filter or something like that you know what ah, i'm saying okay and uh everything's vapor wave like in the background mm-hmm. all over the place the host is probably the most annoying game show host i've probably ever seen in my entire life uh oh. The guests are incredibly fake and disingenuous. Let's see, who are the... There's three 
there are three Nickelodeon kids who are like the panelists: Darcy Lynn, right. Gabrielle Green, and Lex Lumpkin. You know your favorite favorites. Uh, and then That's the host, absolutely nothing. The host is Jay Farrow, who apparently is a guy who does like impressions. Because the whole time he's trying to do like um, impersonations of different. Uh, celebrities and things like that, but he's not a good impressionist. It's very... Okay. uh, It's very, very bad. His impressions are very bad. We'll say that. Overall, this show, one of the worst shows I've probably seen this year. Uh, What did I give this? I gave it a two. Wow. Okay, here's the main reason why I have almost not seen anything this week, because you have maybe heard of the TV show Power... Have you ever watched it? I'd never heard of it. So it's about this guy. It's uh, produced by Fifty Cent, by uh, All Weird Things. Okay. It's from two thousand fourteen, and it had six fucking seasons. Uh, and I started uh, season one, and I got really, really, really hooked in it. So. I am now on season two. Yeah, middle of season two. Uh, it's so good. It is really, really, really good. I have never heard of it, and I kind of was surprised that I didn't. So, yeah, that's why I've almost not seen anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't heard of it either, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, let's Produced see. by 50 Cent. <laughs> So what else? What have I seen, and what have, what have I talked about? What have I not talked? About? Okay, uh, Street Outlaws. Fro, remember that show? Yes, I stopped watching that show a while ago. Season one was pretty good. Season two was worse. Season three was even worse. Then they did a spinoff, I believe, around season two, and that was a horrible show. And then they did a spinoff of the spinoff uh, <laughs> uh, at one point. So it was clearly popular. Clearly, people were watching it, right? Right. They've done another spinoff. This one's called Race Night in America. And I was not going to watch it, but then I saw the description. This is nothing like the original show, Fro. Okay. It is absolutely completely different. This is shot like like it was a real legitimate street race in the the dark. There's no, like, uh, giant lights over the road. It's clear that they're not being... It, it looks less legitimate, I guess. Um, there's no backstory to the people. It's all just racing. So you would hate it, by the way, bro. Okay. <laughs> yes. I so, would. like, all the parts of Street Outlaws you liked, all the, like, backstory of the guy with the dog who's right. driving in the car and the guy who has a kid and, like, how they pay for their stuff and all that, none of that is in the show. All the this show is just okay. racing around America, which I kind of enjoyed, but still not a great show. I give it a six. A.K.A. Fro will ev- never ever watch that show. Right. Uh, again, that's that's the name of the show. It's a show I'm that so Fro would hate. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's Street Outlaws minus all the reality show right. bull- bullshit, and it's just the racing. Right. <laughs> so so just the bullshit. Then. <laughs> see <if> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you mm-hmm. see anything else? No. Okay. I've only saw. I think, okay, yeah, only one more thing I saw. Down to Earth with Zac Efron on Netflix, from. Oh, no. 
uh, I, somebody, I'm not going to mention name, really wanted to see that. And I put down the foot and told her that she could see that on her own fucking time. This show, Fro. No, no. <laughs> not interested. It's the most dude bro show I've seen in a long time. It's oh, Zac yeah. Efron and his dude bro. And they, somebody mm-hmm. was like, hey, we'll pay for you guys to go on vacation, and we'll film it, and then uh, we'll make a TV show out of it. And he's like, dude. And the other guy's like, bro. And that's the show, bro. Yeah. I give this a 2.5. I said I would rather have a live vasectomy than watching that show. Then she kind of understood that I meant business. I don't know. It's it like like Babysitters Club. It's one of the worst shows of the year, so you might have to check it out. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> well, worst shows of the year because holy mother of God! Oh my gosh! Ladies and gentlemen, I think me and Luke is very much in agreement that this is the most convoluted shit show that we have ever seen. It is Tough as Nails episode 1 and 2 from CBS. Uh, yeah, episode 1 and 2, a two-hour premiere, I guess. Um, episode 1 was called Redefining Toughness, a reality competition mm-hmm. show between blue-collar workers in various industries competing in laborious challenges in individual and team formats. From. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because, look, this is my first question. Uh, can you please explain this, the rules for me? I don't think I can explain the rules for you, what? because I don't understand what, the rules. <laughs> what, why is that? Is that because they made the rules so convoluted that we had to go to their Wikipedia and still didn't understand it? We tried to figure out what the show, how the show worked, and... It doesn't make any... So, there's competitions where there's, like, individual competitions where eventually, I guess, one person is going to win the show, but it's not like in the individual competitions, the person who loses gets eliminated because nobody gets eliminated from the show. Nobody. Nobody. Because then there's teams. There's There's two teams, at least right now. But then at other times in team competitions, there's more than two teams. And then teams can win a certain amount of money per team competition. But then at the end, there's also a prize for the individual competition. So the teams still compete, even though they've been eliminated from the individual competition. Did I explain that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I have never been this confused in my entire life over a fucking reality show. And that's that's not like like let's be real because uh, uh, they just go directly into it. There is no like, hey, I'm Matt. I'm from California. Blah blah blah. They thing. do that along the no. way, kind of. Yeah. They do it along the way. Yes. But there's no intro. And I want people to be aware of this. This is very subtle, but Christian propaganda as well. Because we found out during the show that at least 
uh, at least eight of the people had some religious belief, right? They either espoused it or were wearing or had a tattoo or were wearing a cross or had a shirt or something like that that signified, yes. Right. But not only that, I thought it was more like American propaganda, kind of like... Uh, oh, you got to work for your living. Oh, uh, that that's the only way to get by. If you don't, you're a loser. That kind of idea, right? But let's talk about episode two because I mean, after two, it's maybe one I liked uh, the least because there there is a competition in episode two uh, that. Uh, is the individual challenge. So they have just uh, had a team challenge that they needed to pull uh, uh, a train car. And then, no, the train car... Oh, yeah, the train car, right, yeah, okay, sorry. Right. And then they are going to do this... Um, what do you call those trolleys on, on the line? Pump trolleys? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Pump car? So there is... Sorry? Pump car, maybe? Maybe pump car, pump trolley, whatever. So there, there is this girl against this guy, and it, uh, this guy is beating her by sixty billion meters, but she can't untie a knot for some reason. So they're building up with this dramatic music at the end, and she's like pumping for her life, and you see all her teammates running towards her on fucking cue. <laughs> like uh, almost like in 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 slow motion, trying to help her across the line. It is so atrociously propaganda this movie or the television show that I have no clue where to even like start. There's so many characters in this this show as well, and nobody is very much likable except two or three people. And then they have this talking old lady that we don't really understand what he's doing there because everybody else has like very like uh, handfully jobs and she's like a trolley person on the airplane. She's like as a baggage handler, right? Right. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things wrong with the show, but I think the main thing that we have to remember is that the show makes no sense. Right? Absolutely. None. It, it's so convoluted. They clearly made it for some reason. They wanted to make a show about uh, the working man, right? But then somebody right. said, oh, we can't do it this way because this would be offensive to this person or whatever. And right. so they were like, okay, well, we'll do it this way. And they're like, well, we can't have anybody lose because if they lo- they're the working man, and then we're suggesting that the working man's going to lose if they don't do right. a, the, things the correct way. And then they're like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we just won't have anybody lose. Well, okay, but we can't also can't have anybody not win. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, well, we mean if if they work really hard during the show, but they don't get anything for it, then people will see that working really hard for something, uh, you can just not get anything for it. So everybody has to get something. And they're like, we're making a reality show, right? (laughs) (laughs) That is the best explanation I have ever heard of this show. (laughs) Right. 
It's it's clear that this was extremely overproduced. I guess is my point. <laughs> and it, and and the host, I I don't mind the host in in uh, before this uh, reality show, but he's so fucking irritating in the show. Like he was okay in uh, in that running show with teams that I don't remember, but but uh, but uh, here he's just atrociously irritating. At least we we have some inside jokes that I am not going to share with the audience, but uh, yeah, uh, I I give it a two. Yeah, I'd probably give it a two as well. I mean, bo- both episodes together, we'll just call it the season premiere and give it a two. Round. Right. I wish it was a deep fake. <laughs> I-, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people in the show are just not not real people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you Googled that one lady that you were sure was on the show and she wasn't. I could have sworn she was on another reality right. show. Right. But we did find a thing that said, oh, she's famous from... The show we're watching show. right now, right? Yeah, very famous. <laughs> <laughs> She's a deep fake, uh, but yeah, look, what is deep fakes? Uh, deep fakes are a synthetic media in which a person in an existing image or video is replaced uh, with someone else's likeness. While the act of faking content is not new, deep fakes leverage powerful techniques of machine learning and AI to manipulate or generate visual or audio content with a high potential to deceive. Uh, The main machine learning methods used to create deepfakes are based on deep learning and involve training uh, generative neural network architects such as autocoders or generative adversal networks. That sounds like the reality show that we were watching, kind of. <laughs> I guess so. Nothing sure. is real. Yeah, nothing. Nothing, nothing was real. real in that show. That's for sure. That's, I mean, yeah, not nothing was real about that show whatsoever. Just like deepfakes. <laughs> so where do you want us to start? Jeez, I guess. I mean, it says here deepfakes have garnered widespread attention for their use in celebrity porn videos. Uh, mm-hmm. other porn videos, fake news, hoaxes, and financial fraud. Uh, this has elicited a response both from industry and governments to detect uh, their use. Um, so yeah, I guess let's go to application is probably a good place to go first. Applications, sorry? Yeah, applications. So, I mean, the first okay. one, probably, this is the thing people, if people don't know about how the film industry works. Pornography is actually the first place a lot of things happen in film. Like VR was probably first. Yeah. 3D was first done in porn. Uh, A lot of the techniques with the red camera and different things like that. Porn is like a place where filmmakers or people who are trying to do things different in film will go there first. And one of the things deep fakes was first kind of featured in pornography uh, to uh, what's a good word for it? Use the likeness of celebrities without their consent is it's, is what it says. Deepfake right. pornography primar- 
prominently surfaced on the internet in 2017, particularly on Reddit. The first one captured attention of Daisy Ridley deepfake, uh, which had several articles. Other prominent uh, porn deepfakes were of other various celebrities. As of October 2019, most deepfake subjects on the internet were British and American actresses. However, around a quarter of the subjects are South Korean because of K-pop. Right. Now, I remember the Daisy Ridley uh, deepfake. I think I saw it. Uh, if people don't know who that is, that's the lady from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, and uh, I, I, I remember she came out and was very... Uh, very irritated about how everybody thought it was Sir and things right. like that. And in, this uh, has scared, yeah. sorry, this has scared people uh, obviously uh, in politics uh, because oh, yeah. if if it can happen to celebrities, it can happen to politicians as well. Uh, it says here, deepfakes have been to, used to misrepresent well-known politicians such as uh, Angela Merkel uh, in 2018 Jordan Peele collaborated with BuzzFeed to create a deep fake of Barack Obama yeah. in 2019 Fox affiliate KCPQ aired a deep fake of Trump in his Oval Office uh, to mock his appearance in skin color during 2020 Delhi Legislative Assembly uh, Delhi brought John Janta Party used similar technology to distribute a version of an English language campaign advertisement uh, by its leader. Uh, so it could right. be used like in campaign advertisements. You know, just imagine that if you if you were to take deepfake somebody saying something that uh, your political opponent was not saying, but you used it against them and put it in a campaign ad. Right. And it has also been used in art. Uh, in March of 2018, uh, an artist called Joseph Arley published a video uh, work, A Tourne Per Samperti, 2.0, uh, Italian title, uh, or English title, sorry, the Italian game. I read Ita Italian before <laughs> English. Uh, the artist uh, worked with the defect technology to create a synthetic version of an ideas movie star uh, Ornelia Multi, traveling in time from 1978 to 2018. Probably the most famous deepfake here, Fro, uh, is in a film. Uh, there's yep. been speculation about deepfakes being used to create digital actors for future films. Deepfake te technology has already been used to insert faces in existing films, such as the insertion of Harrison Ford's young face onto Han Solo mm. in Solo, a Star Wars stories, a technique similar to those used by deepfakes uh, used uh, on Princess Leia in Rogue One, which is probably the most famous deepfake out there, I would think, because it was, you oh, know, yeah, an actress that passed away. They still needed her in the movie, so they just deepfaked it. <laughs> And uh, deepfakes has also uh, taken a part of social media platforms, notably through Seo, a Chinese deepfake app that allowed users to substitute their own faces into characters in scenes from films and television shows as Romeo plus Juliet and Game of Thrones, 
the app uh, originally afraid scrutiny over intensive user data and privacy policy, and which uh, and which the company put out a statement claiming it would receive its policy. And in January of 2020, Facebook announced that uh, it was introducing new measure to counter its on its platforms. We actually have that story. If you go back, uh, let's go to that story. MIT Technology Review. Yep. Uh, get out of here with your pop-ups, MIT. Facebook just released a database <laughs> of 100,000 deepfakes to teach AI how to spot them. The videos are designed to help improve the AI's performance, even as the best methods are still not accurate enough. Deepfakes have struck a nerve with the public. Uh... There is a there is something uniquely disturbing about these AI gem- generated images of people appearing to say or do something they didn't. Uh, that's the fear, at least to the human eye. The truth oh, yeah. is, the deepfakes are still relatively easy to spot, and according to reports from cybersecurity firm DeepTrace. Uh, in October 2019, still the most comprehensive to date, they have not been used in any disinformation campaign. Yet the same report also found that a number of deep fakes posted online was growing quickly, with around 15,000 appearing in the previous seven months from when they did the study. Right. I mean, I went online and went just looked up deep fake mm-hmm. on YouTube and just did a most recent search, and I was able to find multiple just in the last yep. week. And that, that, that is kind of the problem. Uh, and some of them are really, really good. The one with Barack Obama is maybe one of the, uh, that we talked about before, uh, with Jordan Peele, is, is one of the best deepfakes I have ever seen. It's, was, it looked entirely true. So maybe we should look at some of these videos? Yeah, um, which one should we do first? I guess let's, since we're talking about Barack Obama, let's do number three. Video three yep. first. Uh, it's the Just Do It deepfake uh, Shia LaBeouf and Barack Obama mixed together here. So let's go ahead and yeah. uh, play this whenever you're ready, I guess. In three, two, one, play. Say Shia LaBeouf. Do it! Except he's got Barack Just Obama's face. Yep. It is very funny, though. <laughs> it is. Just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! Some people dream success while you're gonna wake up. Like, the more you look at it, the funnier it is. That's the hardest yeah, yeah. part. Oh my gosh. And it, it, it looks so unreal and real no, at the same time. Well, we've do seen it. the original Just Do It right. video, so, like... Yeah. Do it! Yes, you but can! But with Barack Obama's <laughs> face, it's kind it. of, like, it's so disturbing. Barack Obama with, like, a neck beard is kind of disturbing, right. I think. <laughs> yeah. And kind of being a white guy as well. And having a rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see, speaking of disturbing, I think it's number two... Yeah, number two. Okay. Six nine, you know the rapper from. 
was in jail. Yeah. I believe, or was in yeah. jail, just got out of jail, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nicki Minaj just came out with a new song. Uh, so somebody... Mm-hmm. An awful song. Somebody put 6 ix face on the Nicki Minaj video, uh, Fro. So go and give me a countdown on that. In <laughs> 3, 2, 1, play. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This that one's so it looks so much faker, but <laughs> <laughs> So it's the you know, it's the Nicki Minaj trolls video except her face is being replaced by 6ix9ine. That looks so fake. It looks so fake, but it's so good. <laughs> oh, I don't ever want to see 6ix9ine with boobs anymore. <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop there. Okay, which one do you want to do next, I guess? Uh, let's do number one, maybe? Okay. Jim Carrey as the Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's like Joaquin Phoenix Joker, except... Jim Carrey uh, face over Joaquin Phoenix. So give me a countdown on that one. In three, two, one, play. Jim Carrey as Joker. This has made my... Oh my god. That's a good one. That is really, really good. Wow. Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? They really, really have captured good. I think the shadow helps, probably, to hide, like, the... Yeah, yeah. People are upset. They're struggling. Holy crap! Wow! Wow, that is good. That is amazingly made. It's scary, almost. Mohammed Asharif is the name of the guy that has made this. All the prompts goes to, out to him because this looks you bring it with you? too real. Wow. The smile and everything. It is so disturbing. It's really dis- But it makes me want Jim Carrey to, Can I see it? to play the to Joker. Play the Joker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's stop that one there. And I guess we'll just do the last one since that's the one we have left. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what this one is. Oh. Robbie uh, as Rihanna from. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like both of them. Why can't I click the link? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I like both of them. Uh, Rihanna is very good, and I like Marco Robbie. So let's see this. Margot Robbie, right? Okay. In three, two, one, play. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is actually pretty good. Okay, that was a short one. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the one thing about deepfakes is it takes a lot of time to render a deepfake. Yes. There, There is a very good YouTube video that shows that, the process of deepfakes, um, and uh, people should go and look that up. It is very interesting how much energy it takes because it takes a lot of of energy. So people are concerned about deepfakes. 
that is maybe what we should talk about next. What do you think about that? Sure. Uh, it says right here in 2017, Samantha Cole of Vice published a series of articles covering news surrounding deepfake pornography. Uh, on Reddit, the r slash deepfake subreddit uh, in February 7th of 2018 was banned due to the privacy po- viola- uh, policy violations of involuntary pornography. In the same month, representatives at Twitter stated that they would suspend accounts suspected of posting non-consensual deepfake content. Chat site Discord has taken action against deepfakes in the past. It has taken a general stance against deepfakes. In September 2018, Google added an involuntary synthetic pornography imagery to its banned list, allowing anyone to request a block of results showing such fake nudes. Uh, in February 2018, Pornhub said it would be it would ban deepfake videos on its website because it considered it non-consensual content, which violates its oh. terms of service. They also stated previously that M- Mashable. Uh, they also stated previously to Mashable that they would take down content fla- flagged as deepfake. Uh, writers for Motherboard and BuzzFeed reported that searching deepfakes on Pornhub still uh, seemed to return multiple deepfake videos though right and then like we said facebook previously stated that they would not remove deepfake from their platform the videos will instead be flagged uh as deepfakes so you found this uh article on forbes uh that says that deepfakes are going to wreak havoc on society we are not prepared it says there uh last month uh the Last Dance documentary uh, hit ESPN. State Farm debuted a TV commercial. Uh, fucking pop-ups. Uh, debuted a TV commercial that has become the most widely discussed ad in recent memory. It appears to show footage from the 1998 uh, ESPN analyst making a shockingly acting prediction about 2020. As it turned out, the clip was not genuine. It was generated using AI. The commercial surprised and amused delighted viewers what viewers should have sh- sh- what viewers should have felt though was very deep concern the state farm ad was a benign example of an important but dangerous new phenomenon known as deepfake deepfake te- technology enables anyone with a computer and an internet connection to create realistic looking photos and videos of people saying and doing things they did not actually do or say yeah uh I think one of the things that uh, is most interesting is uh, trying to stop this. Uh, I, uh, very deep down here, it says, Last month, a political group in Belgium released a deepfake video of a Belgian prime minister giving a speech linked to the COVID-19 outbreak to environmental damage and called it a drastic action to, on climate change. At least some viewers believed this speech was rule uh, was real. So that's one of the uses they have had. It says here the risk is no longer just hypothetical, though. There are early examples of deep fakes influencing politics in the real world. Right, Ex- experts mm-hmm. warn that these incidents are just canaries in the coal mine. In uh, late 2018, Gabon's uh, President Al Bongo was not seen 
public for months. I remember that we talked about that. I think we did. Rumors yeah, I was, do remember talking yeah. about this. Uh, rumors were swirling that he was not healthy enough for office and that even he had died in an attempt to ally the concerns uh, Bengal's leadership over the country. His administration announced that he would give a, a, a televised address on New Year's Day. In the video, he addresses uh, 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 Bango appears stiff, stilted, with unnatural uh, speech and facial manners. This video immediately inflamed suspicions that the government was concealing something from the public. Bango's pub, pub, uh, political opponent declared the footage as deep fake and that the president was uh, in incapacitated or dead. Rumors of deepfake conspiracy spread quickly on social media. The political situation in Gabon uh, rapidly dis, uh, dispelled. Right? Within a week, the military had launched a coup. Uh, and it says here, country, it says here to, yeah. to this day, experts cannot definitely say whether this video was authentic, though most believe it was. Uh, but whether the video was real is almost besides the point. The larger lesson is the emergence of deepfakes will make it increasingly difficult for the public to distinguish what is real and what is fake. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the whole idea here. So what what do we think about this all in all, Fro? I don't think we can put it on a crazy scale. I would put it on a scary scale. On 1 to 10 for where <laughs> scary is... How oh scared God, we I'm are dying. of it, right. Yes. Uh, I would put it at an 8. I'm not really that afraid of it right now, because just, I mean, some it's oh, some I'm of it's pretty it. obvious, I guess. Um, right. But I can see it being used in a nefarious way, so maybe like a 5.5, 6 for me? So, COVID-19 uh, is still pushing down Tenet. It looks like it's going to be delayed again. Uh, here in America, COVID-19 is on the rise, Fro, uh, especially in Texas, Florida, and California, if you haven't noticed. Um, I have, So sadly. they had planned to reopen the theaters, and Tenet was going to be the reason, like, the first movie that was going to come out. This all has been held back due to the fact that America has not been diligent enough with COVID-19, so the movie theaters who were banking on Christopher Nolan's tenant to ride to their rescue are going to have to wait a bit longer. Uh, the leading exhibition analyst, MKM Partners, predicts that there will be a low likelihood that tenant will open August 12th as planned because of the rising case cases of COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand it. Uh, I'm glad that they're holding back, to be honest. I mean, it only makes sense. Um, we're just kind of sad because we really want to see that movie, right? That's the only thing oh, we're kind yeah, of like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really want to see it. And I, I saw that uh, it wasn't really the studio that was pushing it. It was Christopher Nolan. And that makes me a little like, uh, Christopher, stop it. Right. Uh, but uh, we have better news because guess what? Quibi, our favorite streaming service of all time, Luke, uh, reportedly lost, and hold on to your fucking horses, everybody, 90% of 
Let me say that again. That's nine zero percent of early users after a free trial. Holy fuck! It says the streaming service only managed to convert a little under ten percent of its early wave of users into paying uh, for a subscription. Says the mobile analytics sensor tower. Uh, according to the firm's new report, Quibi early growth. Uh, they signed up about 900,000 users in the first few days back in April. Of those users, only about 7,200 stuck around after a three-month free trial, indicating yeah, the app and... had about 8% conversion rate. Me included. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess me too, huh? Because I signed up for it just so we could do it on the podcast yep. and deleted it the same week, so... <laughs> <laughs> I still occasionally will get some weird notification in, on my phone yeah. from it, even though I deleted the app. So that's good. Yeah. That's not a, at all a, a, a true thing or anything. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Right. No, no. So have you watched a movie this week? Uh, I did. I saw The Other Lamb, Fro. Ah. That uh, IFC film. Uh, I don't know. You didn't see this, did you? No, I've heard about it. It's about um, a cult of women uh, who's run led by one man who looks very much like Jesus, and they all treat him like Jesus. Uh, it's a cult, nice. you know what I mean? Um, but then it's mostly about one little girl who's growing up in this cult and her kind of realizing, wait a second, this is all bullshit, right? Um, mm -hmm. And it's a horror movie, I would say. It's, there's violent parts of it, so if you're not into violence, probably not for you, but... It is very good, very independent, um, uh, very allegorical to other religious uh, things in the sense that, like, you could kind of take this story and put it to anybody kind of exiting any type of religion, if that makes sense. Right. Uh, the story of the little girl. Overall, I give it a 7.5. Cool. Uh, I saw The Old Guard on Netflix. Did you see this? I saw this, yeah. It is with uh, Charlize Theron. Uh, it is... Two and uh, a half hours long for some reason. <laughs> well, it's two two hours and five minutes, but that's okay. Right. Uh, it felt like yeah, a, no, a year to me watching this movie, but what did you think? <laughs> it is very long. Uh, I agree. Um... Well, what, what can you please explain me the story of this movie? Because I'm not sure it had any. Immortal Soldiers. Yeah. Done. Done. There's a bunch of people, they're immortal, and they're soldiers. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of shooting. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shooting. That's basically, if you saw this movie, that's the story. <laughs> and it's, a, it's based on a graphic novel I have. Absolutely no idea. Oh, is that what it? Okay, right. If it's good or anything, right. I have not read it. Uh, but yeah, no. I wanted you to watch this movie because I I thought you would maybe think it was okay. I thought it was okay, to be honest. I know, I did, I, I, it was okay. It was slightly entertaining. I thought it was too long. Yeah. I thought some of the acting was kind of ridiculous. There was definitely some U.S. propaganda in there, but. Uh, the, the concept of these immortal people was interesting oh. enough, right? V yeah, vampire esque almost. Almost, I gave it a six actually. 
Oh, I give it a 5.5. So we're like right okay. right there, right? What uh, else did you watch? I saw Palm Springs on Hulu. Yeah. You saw this? Yeah, because you told me to. Oh, I did. Right. Okay. Uh, yes, very good movie. Um, I would compare it to it's like 2020 Groundhog's Day, right? Yes. What did you think? Of I it? definitely. Um, I I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen this year. Uh, it's definitely uh, in my contender of uh, best movie of this year. Not saying that means a lot because I haven't seen that much movies, but but uh, because of this COVID nineteen stuff. But uh, this was such a huge surprise for me. I didn't think this was going to be any good. It's very uh, independent and it's very like indie. Like it was a sun. It was a uh, Sundance movie. Uh, so it was ah. made made for Sundance, even though I don't think Sundance happened. But it was that's what it was right. kind of made for. So it was going for that indie feel, even though it has Andy Samberg, who's obviously right a very famous actor comedian. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I gave this actually an eight point five. I really, really dig it. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Uh, I think it did a good job of updating the idea of the Groundhog's Day concept by kind of taking it multiverse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, some One thing that kind of bothered me is, like, the earthquake thing. Like, they never really explain any of, any of it, right? It's just, there was an earthquake, mm-hmm. and then portaled in time. Boom. N- no need to explain that in the movie. But other right. than that, I give it an 8. Cool. Uh, the other movie I saw, which was probably... This is one of the best movies I've probably seen this year. It's up there for sure. Uh, Vivarium from. Ooh, I have heard about this. Um, I would recommend everybody go check this out. I gave it a nine. I can't really talk about it. <laughs> it's one of those movies that, like, there's not much I can say about it without ruining it. But I guess I could kind right. of explain it as, like, it's a it's a lot about life and death. It's also about um, birth, birth, life, death. Uh, it's very indie, but very it's very weird. It's a thriller, sci-fi, mystery thing. It's kind of about a couple who is looking for a house but got caught in a time loop right. kind of thing. Yeah. And it has Jesse Eisenberg in it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Right. Um, yeah. And Jonathan Aris as well. Cool. Yes. I really, really need to see this. I give it a nine. I Right now, I mean, we're, we're what, halfway through the year, a little over? I, this right. is definitely yeah. right now in my top five, but we're only halfway through the year, so. Yeah, but then again. <sighs> what are we going to have yeah, coming uh, up? Right, exactly. So uh, there's a very good chance uh, Vivarium will be in my top five because I don't think I've given a lot of nines or tens out this year. I wonder if 2021 will be the year that every fucking movie comes on screen. Like, everybody's waiting. (laughs) I think that'll be 2022, if anything, because, like, you have to film a movie, and it takes, you know, a year of production and then post-production and everything else. So we're going to have a while. There's going to be a year or so where there's going to be a huge slump in movies and TV shows right Right. now. We're still at that tail end of stuff that they were filming last year. 
right? They're still releasing right. stuff from then, but we're going to have a huge slump in movies and TV shows because of this whole thing pretty soon, I'm thinking. Mm. Maybe the end of, of this year, beginning of next. Right, and then uh, after that, we'll start to get, uh, well, maybe, as long as they're filming stuff now, we'll start to get another resurgence of, of TV shows right. and movies, yeah. Was that the last movie you saw? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very positive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. And, uh, what, what is that? Is that uh, uh, the man with the golden gun or something? Um, oh, yeah, baby. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It's from a movie. Hey, uh, I want to see the audio trailer for We Are Little Zombies. Oh no! Mommy turned to dust, so did Daddy. They were so alive. <laughs> You've been pranked! Oh my god. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> wow. I really want to see this movie now. <laughs> Our parents are dead! This looks so cool. <laughs> They're at a funeral, he drops the picture of his mom. <laughs> So we decided to form a kick-ass band. What the hell? This is maybe one of the best things I have ever seen. I guess it's Japanese? I think so? It says, four Japanese orphans form a rock band, so... Right. I really want to see this movie. This is the Frau Moon movie. Weird and strange. Uh, yeah. What the hell? Wow. Uh, so, Luke, uh, what is this uh, Oscar-nominated movie all about? Like I said, four Japanese orphans form a rock band. Uh, we Are Little Zombies. It's got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 76% on Metacritic, and 88% of Google users like this movie. So, pretty good scores. Pretty, uh, pretty simple idea, but... If you see the trailer, the cinematography, I think, is the most interesting part. It's a lot of flashy internet uh, stuff. Amanda Soy said on uh, Google, she said, A beautiful, strange, sad, and touching explanation of grief and emotions, which is somehow a homage to 80s video game, uh, Japanese aesthetic. Hope it comes t uh, to digital uh, distribution very soon. So more can discover its charm and give it five stars. 
Uh, I really enjoyed it uh, watching this movie. I'm thankful for JF uh, for giving me the opportunity to watch this amazing uh, movie. I got to uh, give it full full stars. So yeah, I didn't find one bad review about this. You know what? I didn't either. And I went to the IMDb. I went to their Facebook. They have a Facebook page, but. Nobody had commented on it, so I don't think this is a very well-known movie, but I got one here, 9 out of 10 from Bernatorals. A brilliant movie. If you're sick of watching movies that look the same and are meaningless, Little Zombies is a solution to your problems. The aesthetics on this movie are awesome. There's a fine, dark humor. It has some deep meaning. Uh, this movie shows the lack of empathy the younger ones of now have nowadays, growing up with no one who really understands them. Uh, this movie is so original and exceptional. I really, really want to see it. But, yeah, like think... like they said, uh, it's not really available in dis- uh, online distribution, at least right now, but you could probably right. find it somewhere on the internet. Maybe. What else came out this week, Luke? Well, Palm Springs, which we both saw, uh, came out. Mm-hmm. We kind of already covered that, so I don't think we really need to go into that one. Uh, the other thing that came out, guest artist. Um, a young man explores the tangled relationship between the dreams of youth and wisdom of age when he meets his hero, a bitter playwright, uh, starring Jeff Daniels, uh, directed by Timothy Busfield, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.1 out of 5 on Letterboxd, whatever that is. Never heard of it. Never Too Late, uh, coming out, directed by Mark Lamprell, has uh, James Cornwall in it. Uh, yeah, that's more or less if you've seen it, but I don't know... Uh, it has 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.5, 3 out of 5 from Common Sense Media. A group of seniors make their plans to break out of their retirement home to achieve their unreleased unreli- dreams before it's too late. And then Archive, um, 2038, George Almore is working on a true human equivalent AI. His last prototype is almost ready. This sensitive phase is also the riskiest, especially as he has the goal that must be hidden at all costs, being reunited with his dead wife. Um, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67% on Metacritic, but 92% of Google users liked it. These scores are pretty, like, even Even. across director Gavin Rothberry starring Theo James. I like Tio James. It's got Toby Jones uh, in it, too. I really like him. Yeah. He was in The Detectorists. Uh, he was. Uh, if you had to choose one movie, I guess. Wow. Um, well, we saw Palm Springs, so cross that one out, right? Um, right. Probably We Are Little Zombies. Yeah. I, I would probably I archive number two for me. Yeah, same here. Okay. Why do we agree so much? I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe that's the secret behind this podcast. <laughs> we don't agree on many things. We tend we to agree sometimes, and other times we don't agree. But sometimes 
I think that's what works with this podcast is that we set it up yeah. where when we don't agree, that makes the podcast better. <laughs> Anger. Uh, coming next week, I am going to guess we are going to cover more uh, GC news. Uh, I'm going to guess that we're going to talk about Trump, and I guess we will talk more about Corona. Because that's what we talk about every week. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole Corona thing is going to be peaking. I mean, we didn't talk a lot about China. We talked a little about China. But I think the U.S.-China thing is going to pretty much pop off this week at some point, it's looking like, with everything happening in the South China Sea. So, news of the week next week. We're also going to talk about Tough as Nails Episode 3, right? As long as we can find the episode somewhere. Yeah, because that was one of the hardest things that we had to do was finding this thing because nobody was interested in re-uploading it. Right, exactly, for us to find. Um, we're going to do another digital review of The Climb. It's The Climb. Is that about uh, a guy that comes to a mountain and wants to climb it? Yeah, Mount Everest. Cliff, cliffhanger 3. <laughs> And then we will do the main topic of Project Pegasus? What is Project Pegasus, Luke? Uh, it's a web portal to receive news about Andrew DeBasio's quest to lobby the U.S. government to disclose its teleportation secrets so that teleportation mm-hmm. can be adopted on a global basis, bro. Yeah. Because I, uh... it exists, so we got to get it. And this Andrew Andrew G. Biasio is uh, one of my heroes. I love him. So I can't wait to hear what he says about it. Uh, especially when his last letter to this website was in 2009. But uh, we will talk about I'm pretty that. sure he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's very dead. Because, well, he time traveled. That's, That's probably right. Exactly. Uh, anything in the Jeremy round for you? Well, let's do the audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get your free trial and a free book at Audible. Uh, it helps us out. Let's see. Uh, Rick Rolling is back, bro. The kids are Rick Rolling people again. Why? It's, it's just come back around. Like, Gen Z has decided Rick Rolling, it's back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Grant Imahera from the Mythbusters is dead all of a sudden. That was sad. I mean, very sudden. I heard it was like a brain aneurysm, like nothing anybody could do. But sad because he was still very young. Yeah. Uh, what else? Well, I talked about war with China. That was one thing I wrote down. Uh, Mm -hmm. that looks like it's going to happen. Do you think... I mean, let's see, here's, really here's one article. U.S. rejects nearly all claims uh, from China in the South China Sea. Uh, Trump administration is escalating its action against China Monday by stepping up squarely into one of the most sensitive regional issues, dividing them and rejecting outright nearly all of Beijing's sm- significant maritime clam- claims. So, we're sending, mm. like, aircraft carriers into their 
territory, what they consider their territory. So yes, I think that, that there's a very good chance that could happen. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith open up about their relationship on a thing called Red Table Talk? Because there were some rumors about uh, him, no, her being unfaithful to the singer August Olsen. And they more or less confirmed that they had broken up and gotten together again. Oh, that's good. So that was... Yeah, that was a weird thing that happened. Uh, Lucifer Season 5 trailer dropped yesterday. I'm really, really looking forward to it. But I really hope you saw the Joe Rogan experience with Bob Saget. I saw some of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. That is one of the worst things I have ever seen. It's so bad. Okay. I just I saw, like, understand. the clips, so I, I, I've got no frame of reference. So uninteresting. So incredibly uninteresting. Don't understand it. Yeah, and uh, and uh, did you see this new game, Ghost of Tsushima, coming out with good reviews? No, but I did see the unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers that sold for $114,000. How much? $114,000 for an unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers, like still, you know, pack, uh, right. vacuum sealed still. I think it's 1984 oh. or something. 1985 is what it says. <sighs> yeah, I should be more careful not to throw things out, I guess. Right? Yeah. I'm, I had some toys when I was a kid that, like, were my brothers that handed, he handed them down, so he... You know, he was born in the 70s, so they were right. toys that were handed down to me. And if I would have saved them, they would be worth so much money right now. <laughs> like Star Wars toys specifically. Yeah, because they sell like hot tomatoes. Right, I just had, I had like the Millennium Falcon from the 70s, and I had the... You did? Yeah, I had the treehouse, wow. uh, the, what do you call them? You know, the treehouse for the Ewok treehouse, I had that. And everything, right. yeah. Uh, last but not least, Brie Larson, for some fucking reason, has joined YouTube. Great. <laughs> because that's what we need. More Hollywood on our YouTube. I could not live without having Brie Larson on YouTube. She's going to collab with Will Smith, so it'll be a great... Great thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.